Well, hello, hello, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Skeptics and Seekers, except this week it's SNS, and SNS stands for Superheroes and Supervillains. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have uh, a host, a cast, uh, a plethora, a cornucopia of characters. And uh, we have, just looking at the panel, we've got Teddy the Bear. We've got uh, David Russell. Uh, we have got uh, Matthew uh, the Brit. Uh, we've got Chase, John, Andrew. A yo, little yo. bit later in the show, we're going to have... Uh, a surprise visit by Randall Rowdy Rouser, uh, and uh, he is going to take up a position that uh, he probably finds very painful to do, uh, so that'll be uh, fun. Uh, we're going to talk superheroes today. A few weeks ago, we talked, uh, talked sci-fi. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got an email. I got an email from a guy because we said, you know, we might have to do a superhero show. Uh, and I got this email out of the blue. He said, I don't know if you remember me, but I won't end. Uh, and then he threatened my family. Uh, and so uh, say hello, John. Uh, <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> I like uh, the style, John. <laughs> so uh, we're going to we're going to uh, go ahead and get started. This show is going to last uh, less than the six hours predicted. Uh, and so uh, with no further ado, uh, we're going to get into our introduction. We have some prepared statements. There are rules. There are rules to this thing. They've been written out. All the participants have the rules. There will be a gong if anyone steps outside of the rules okay. uh, and possibly a gunshot. Um, it's not a kid-friendly show. Uh, so here we go. I'm going to start. I'm going to begin with the opening statement. We're going to uh, be answering some basic questions uh, that we know the listeners are going to want to know just to kind of set the table, to set the level, to let you know what kind of freaks we actually are. And so I'm going to begin by saying uh, in the great debate of uh, DC versus Marvel, Marvel, baby, uh, because I'm a good guy. Uh, and let's see, the thing that I like about superheroes, it's actually this. It's not the superpowers. It's not the ray guns. It's not the pew, pew, pew. It's not the... Uh, fighting and slashing. It's not any of that. What I like about the superheroes is that when the time comes for a hero to be super, they rush toward the danger instead of away. And this applies for the superheroes who don't have powers, who don't have super suits. Uh, there are those heroes. And so my three favorite superheroes, Spider-Man at the top, yes, uh, but Kick-Ass. I love kick-ass. Uh, first of all, I love Spider-Man because Spider-Man is a kid with a thing that happened to him, and he had to deal with that and still be a kid. Uh, a reminder that superheroes are people with lives. Kick-ass. Uh, very close uh, second, because kick-ass is a superhero who is not super and not much of a hero. Uh, he mostly got his ass kicked uh, <laughs> from time after time. But he was he was someone who had a passion to help people that were more pathetic even than him. Uh, and so he would go toward the danger uh, instead of away from it. And um, third on the list, Daredevil. Uh, because blind guy, superhero, what's not to love? Um, go Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen. Um, as far as my least favorite superheroes, Superman. Hate that guy. 
uh, rooting for Lex Luthor all the way. We don't need aliens from space to come and save us. Aliens with Messiah complexes, and they're not even particularly good at their job. The only thing that Superman really cares about is Lois freaking Lane. Superman uh, will let plenty of people die in Asia, but when Lois Lane gets hurt, he will literally move time to make it happen. Screw Superman. Um, Batman. Glad he beat him. Also, uh, Batman is a villain. Screw Batman, too. I wish they had beaten each other to death. Um, <laughs> Batman is an amoral villain, uh, and even his own people recognize that he goes too far. The Dark Knight is not the hero that anybody deserves. Uh, third on the list, it's not just DC hate people. Iron Man. Screw Iron Man. You know what? Iron Man, uh, he's just uh, a, he's a, he's a uh, sexist, megalomaniacal uh, jerk. Uh, with a suit. Uh, I was so glad, spoiler alert, so glad when he died. Uh, I applauded. I haven't watched that yet. I, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Iron Man be dead. I spat on his grave. Um, let's see. So where are we at? Um, my favorite superpower. So this question uh, was not specifically good power or villainous power. I will tell you my favorite superpower is uh, mind control because you don't actually need any other power if you have mind control. You can just make people do what you want. You don't have to smash through a wall. You don't have to just mind control, honestly. Uh, it's the power that ends all of their other powers as far as I'm concerned. Um, the superpower that I wish I had, uh, however, maybe not full-on mind control because here's the thing. Full-on mind control will make anyone a villain. Uh, and so I would like maybe a limited form of mind control. And the way I would use it is, you know, when I see someone littering, I would just kind of enter their mind and make them say, oh, wait a minute. I think I will pick that up and put that in the trash can. Uh, that sort of thing. You know, when I see someone being mean to their wife or their kids, I would just you know, do a little mind control. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to raise my voice here. Let me buy you some flowers. Uh, the world would be a much better place if I had this power. Um, so that's that's how I want it. If I had more power than that, though, I would be evil. Uh, uh, villains, I will tell you, it's not even a close contest. Uh, I went through my Rolodex of villains uh, from the time I was a kid, and I think the greatest villain ever conceived is Thanos. And the reason uh, why Thanos uh, is the greatest uh, villain of all time is because he is not really a villain. Uh, he is the ultimate vigilante. Thanos is the guy who believes in something. Uh, he's passionate about something. He is extremely moral and he will ignore all else to do the one thing that he thinks is right to do. And he obtains the power to do it. You can't stop a true believer very well. Um, other villains are just villains. They just want money. They just want power. They just want uh, all of these things for the sake of them. But a person who actually has a cause, a belief, and that belief uh, is based in some sense of morality. And that becomes all-consuming. Uh, that, that clears the way for super villainy. And I think that Thanos uh, fits 
that category. So uh, I've got a I got a few of these. Uh, my favorite my favorite line from a movie, TV, uh, or comic book. I'm I'm going to play a few sound bites here uh, because they are fantastic. Uh, and so let me let me set this up. Uh, I've got five. Uh, everyone else, you get one. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, life isn't fair. Uh, but if I had mind control powers, I would get into your mind and make you think, oh yeah, that's fair. Um, and so uh, my first one, my first, my first. Well, I can cut them down a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the Green Goblin in, in comics. Uh, I don't think this this was ever on a TV show, but in uh, one of the Spider-Man comics, I don't remember the name uh, or the edition or anything like that, but I uh, happened to see it while browsing someone else's collection. Uh, he made this statement uh, that stuck in my mind for some odd reason. Uh, he's he's flying on his little uh, rocket and he says, a man with wings can do anything, but a man with a rocket can do everything. <laughs> so um, fantastic uh, comic book uh, line, well delivered in my mind. But I think that this one uh, that I'm going to play for you uh, is particularly impactful. Uh, take a listen. stands up. Not to men like you. There are no men like me. There are always men like you. That was one of the great uh, moments of villainy and heroism uh, put together. I think that uh, in this moment, this was Loki, by the way, I don't actually remember which movie uh, this was. And so if you recognize the movie and the scene, Please let me know uh, which one that is, because I think this is one of the rare uh, uh, MCU uh, first Avengers, movies. I believe. Uh, yeah, I I never saw the first Avengers, <laughs> so um, so this one this one is impactful uh, to me because I think that there is so much truth in what Loki uh, says that we uh, as a species do in fact want to kneel, want to subjugate. And I know that that uh, seems to go against our independent spirit, uh, but allow me to get religious for a moment in this brief moment of skeptics and seekers. That is that is exactly what a God demands of us. Uh, and when there are no gods, we invent gods because at the end of the day, uh, we get this type of existential crisis 
if we think that we're really all there is. And so we, we do look for strong men to get behind or strong uh, gods or spirits to kneel to. And um, it, it's a troubling idea. And I, I simply never inherited that particular desire to kneel but I've been surrounded by it all my life. Uh, going back to the Green Goblin, the Green Goblin asked uh, one of his, uh, actually one of his uh, henchmen, this wasn't the Green Goblin, I'm sorry, this is Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor. Um, one of his henchmen uh, in a conversation he had with Skeletor said, I didn't know that, to which Skeletor replied, I can write a book about what you don't know. It's <laughs> one of my favorite supervillain lines of all time, and I will round this out uh, by, I think, my favorite line in a movie of all time. Um, probably any movie, superhero or otherwise. Let's see if I've got the place. I do not have the right place. Sounds funny, man. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rewind that. I'm just going to rewind that to the spot. This is close enough. And that is my favorite uh, line in a superhero movie, book, uh, TV show, or otherwise. Anyone can wear the mask. Under the right circumstances, I would be Thanos, because at times I do have bursts of uh, moral um, opinionatedness. And if I had the power, there are times when I would probably take that moral instinct to four on this panel what person uh would i uh, least like to have a superpower that's easy for me actually when i uh, put this panel together uh john i would never let john have a superpower why because john would out thanos thanos john <laughs> has a greater sense of morality than a lot of us as far as his idea of what is right and uh, it's it's an idea that is not necessarily popular it's not necessarily uh something that the population would go with but he believes it's right and if he could snap his fingers and make it happen i think it he would therefore <laughs> i'm not letting him anywhere near uh the magic gauntlet the superpower uh, that if it existed, uh, I would make sure we stamped out at all cost would be mind reading. I would simply murder them all. I don't think that I would be able to manage it, though, because they could see me coming a mile away because they're mind readers. Um, but that's part of the problem, isn't it? So that is me in a very thick nutshell. I expect the rest of you to take half the time that I did. Uh, Andrew, show them how a proper opening is done. Okay, well, I don't have the entire list of questions uh, in front of me. I'm working from my phone screen. So uh, if you if you like, you can listen to a few other people do it because I know that you don't have that list. Uh, I will let you pass the baton to whoever you like, uh, and you can go last. Okay, I'll uh, I will pass the baton 
uh, I will pass it to John because you called him out directly. Uh, that's, so that's the only seems, time. <laughs> John seems seems fair to uh, seems fair to let you go next. All right. Thank you. And yes, you are. Uh, can you hear me? Good. Yeah. Yes. So yes, you are right. I would out Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> He's one of my favorites, but not my top. Um, so I am new to all of you guys, probably. Uh, John Livingston, I have my own podcast, um, Angry Black Rant Z, where I first met David uh, uh, <laughs> in our uh, discussion about police and all. And that's, yeah. <laughs> but to um, answer the questions, um, Marvel, of course, because DC just sucks, uh, everything about it for the most part. Um, <laughs> What I uh, <laughs> what I like most about superheroes, uh, um, or the superhero world at least, is that in the superhero worlds, anyone can become a superhero. Uh, science experiment gone wrong, uh, uh, born the right or wrong way, uh, fall into a vat of acid. Anybody, it, it anybody can be better than they are just by an accident. I like that. It's better than this world that we're stuck in right now. In that sense, um, and once you once you become that superhero or supervillain, as the case may be, you have the power to affect change almost single-handedly, as opposed to building coalitions and doing this the right way or blah blah blah. You have the power to do what you want to do, and I like that. Um, my three favorite heroes uh, would be the Hulk. Uh, Ghost Rider, and eh, probably Blade, um, and all for similar reasons. The Hulk, all he wants to do is be with his girl and be left the hell alone. Everything that happens bad with the Hulk is because people are messing with him. He's not bothering anybody else, but someone comes and messes with him or his girl, he goes on a rampage until the situation situation is rectified. I, I like that. Uh, Ghost Rider, because again, no team, no nothing. His entire job is to mete out vengeance. He's the ultimate vigilante. He doesn't care about your reasonings. You did something wrong. He's going to find you. He's going to kill you or make you pay one way or the other. And that's about it. Blade, pretty much the same thing, but only if you're a vampire. Um, my three least favorite he heroes are uh, Spider-Man, specifically Peter oh. Parker's Spider-Man. I detest no. Peter Parker. I like Miles Morales. I like the Spider-Villains. I detest Peter Parker's Spider-Man. How do you shut this thing um, off? Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman, for the same reasons that David uh, mentioned there. He's just... I, I just don't don't like him. Um, and as a superhero, I don't like Professor X. I think that he is and always has been a supervillain and a, an excellent supervillain. But as a superhero, he sucks. Just backwards and forwards. Um, the superpower I, well, my favorite superpower is also the superpower I wish I had, which would be the uh, phasing that Kitty Pride Shadow Hawk, Shadow, ah, Shadow Cat has 
where she can um, essentially turn invisible and move through objects. Um, she has perfected it over the years to the point where she can essentially teleport from one place to the other by just phasing through the earth, which is fucking cool. Um, let's see here. My favorite villain is Dr. Doom. My favorite supervillain is Dr. Doom because I think he he out Thanos is Thanos as well. He has he has um, he's the epitome of supervillain. He is a super scientist, super super intelligent. He's in the top 10 of the uh, strongest magic users. He owns his own country. He has a seat on the UN. He's got diplomatic immunity, so whenever he goes somewhere and does something, he's golden. I mean, he, he's living the supervillain dream there. Uh, he's only really got one downfall, which is pride, and eh, I can live with that. Um, my favorite line from a superhero movie, TV show, book, or comic is Blade. Um, specifically... Uh, Wesley Snipes Blade in the first one where he said some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it just encompasses what so many people are doing. Why do, the, why do it the hard way? You can do it that way, but why? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, under the right super circumstances, uh, I would probably most likely be either Thanos or Doom. <laughs> but uh, probably Doom since he was able to be beat Thanos a couple of times and steal the Infinity Gauntlet more than uh, Thanos did. Um, person on this panel would least like to have a superpower. That would be the teddy bear, hands down, because I mean, believing in imaginary creatures, yeah, your morality is already kind of iffy in my end. <laughs> You'd make a great supervillain, but yeah, if I had my druthers. Um, if uh, humans started mutating superpowers, which would you start a crusade against? None, actually. Um, I believe that Magneto was right, and that uh, Homo sapiens superior would be the next stage in evolution, even if it does mean that uh, us normies would be uh, wiped off the face. Oh, well. <laughs> Thank you, John, for explaining why you were the person that I would never allow to have a superpower. Right? So that... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It sounds like Teddy was called out uh, to be next. Uh, Teddy, are you gonna are you gonna just take that silently? No, no you're not. I'm gonna take that silent. And and first of all, let's have a correction here. It's Teddy the Bear. Like Fozzie the Bear. No. Right. <laughs> Teddy bear. Like Teddy Bear better. <laughs> Teddy Bear. Teddy the Bear. And David, you dubbed me that, so you knew what you were doing. All right, so um, DC or Marvel. Now, just a little background here. I mean, when I was a kid, I was watching all it's the. A, it's a simple question, <laughs> Teddy. This is not a light. It's I DC. I don't know all the newfangled comic book 
heroes and I haven't watched the Avengers. So there's a lot of them that I don't really know anything about. So I'm going kind of old school here. But um, a DC for sure. Um, and um, what I like about, <laughs> what I love about superheroes is that they, they are fighting evil and they are bringing about justice. And I love that. Uh, and, and perhaps that's why in terms of what I prefer, I, I do like the idea of vigilantes if they are vigilantes that have good judgment and good sense. Now, of course, uh, with our laws, there's a certain amount of stuff that you can't do that a vigilante might want to do that might not be so uh, okay under the law. But in terms of just in my heart of hearts, I think that when you see something going wrong and somebody doing wrong and you've got the power and the ability to stop it and to do right and then to punish that person, hey, I am all for that. And that's what superheroes do. Well, sometimes superheroes then will take the villain and hand them over to the authorities. But, you know, I'd take it a step further if I was the one deciding what to do. And if I could magically make all vigilantes um, adhere to, uh, to what the uh, God of Christianity says is right and wrong. Uh, but, you know, that's impossible. So it becomes a little dicey. But... Um, in terms of my three favorite uh, superheroes, uh, I'm gonna kind of push the envelope a little bit here. And it's not gonna be the typical, you know, unitard wearing superhero, but I really, I love Severus Snape. And I think that he is a superhero uh, in that he's got these abilities, uh, you know, with his wand. Uh, and I, <laughs> um, what that, that made, could go so horribly wrong in so many ways. I, what? Just, a magician. <laughs> just give me a moment, okay? I gotta, I just gotta get past that. <laughs> Does he wave it about much? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's... it's uh, I'm trying to get past... This. It's made of the wrong kind of wood to wave around. What? <laughs> they, look, I've got Voldemort here too. You know, so. Wait a minute. Anyway. Do you have Voldemort in the hero category? No, I don't. I just want to. I can go with you on Snape, but if, if you're oh, calling Voldemort yeah, a hero, yeah. I am... Cutting you off right now. You've here got really good wand action, Teddy. Here is what is special about Severus Snape and why he is my very favorite. And and you know, I don't do I need to make the argument as to why he's a superhero no, or but, you, I, but but I'm interested. Go ahead. What interested in, in the argument for why or or, or just, why I, I like you you you're able you I'm I'm interested in uh your in, in the pick. I yeah, think it's a so, um, what Can I, I say a ballsy pick? Yeah, well, <laughs> an ova <laughs> pick. Um, very ova pick. Uh, so what is special about, 
about Severus Snape is that he, out of a sense of love, will do all that he can to protect Harry Potter because he loved his mother. And, and he was also, in doing so, protecting the whole wizarding world, of course, and humanity. But he was doing it, and everybody thought he was the bad guy. And so he was willing to look bad, to look like an evildoer. I mean, for crying out loud, he let everybody think that he murdered Dumbledore. And he was willing to do that. That is just sacrifice. And he was willing to do that in order to do the right thing. And so, whereas the typical heroes, they get all the attaboys from everyone and they get the glory of it. But poor old Severus State, just, he didn't get anything, at least not while he was alive. He was recognized afterwards and um, for, for what he did. But that just, uh, to me, elevates him above all the other superheroes. And he may not be as flashy in every, but as, as everybody else. And he may have been in really bad need of a haircut, maybe a better type of haircut, but uh, I like him. And now I also, um, I, I think Harry Potter is a great superhero too. And in a very um, regular sort of way, I mean, he's got the wands, but, but, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think you just killed John. I, you just I killed back. think that <laughs> Harry Potter, I love that he will just stop at nothing. And even though he doesn't have these incredible powers, because I, I love Superman too, but he doesn't have beyond what every other wizard has, um, he doesn't have these superhuman abilities or super wizard abilities, but he um, he's just dogged in his determination to to do what's right and, and to care about his friends and to care about all of humanity. And he just doesn't let anything stop him. Uh, now, of that's course, why Ron Weasley is better, uh, better than Potter, because Weasley. He was not only not famous, but he had the same not power, but he had the will to walk into uh, danger and stand up for uh, what was right. And he was even even had the balls to stand up against uh, Harry Potter when it was uh, necessary. So I, I, I was with Are you, you with Snape, talking but then you went downhill. Weasley, Potter's friend, that's the hero. Yeah, you know, the, that's the kid that stood up against Harry, though, was Neville Longbottom. Might be the hero yeah. of because she's the one who's she's the the, the Varaniac that got him all going that way. And then, and then Albus Dumbledore told him uh, something to the effect of uh, how you know it's great to stand up to your enemies, but it's even more difficult, or it's difficult to stand up to your enemies, but it's even more difficult to stand up to your friends. And and I do love that line. Um, but uh, in terms of just your classic superheroes, of course, I love Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, as well as the uh, the cartoon Wonder Woman in uh, The Super Friends. So she's pretty awesome. And a freak heritage, I might add. So. 
you know, that's an extra bonus for her. Uh, but uh, as in Wonder Woman, not Linda Carter. Uh, but uh, so I think Wonder Woman's cool. I mean, she hears people in need. She gets in her invisible jet and, you know, there she is. And she's got the bracelets and the lasso of truth. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think she's, she's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen the new versions of, of Wonder Woman. So don't awesome. know. Uh, in terms it's of, it's awesome. You'd love it. Is it but I heard some, some, I read somewhere that she was carrying a teddy bear off to war or something. Is, can that be true? Is that possible? I don't remember teddy bear. <laughs> she was just trying to channel me, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm with you with Linda Carter. Uh, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. Uh, she she almost made my list, but she didn't. His <laughs> favorite superheroes. I mean, Robin. Come on, come on. Second rate. Uh, Captain Marvel. Just when I was a kid growing up, the Shazam dude. I mean, he's just. I, I didn't care for that show. wasn't into it. The Flash. I mean, what's what's the thing with the little thingies sticking off of his head? I just. I don't know. Well, they want to the what? Going too far. You're going too far, making so the Justice League thing a members. Look, I I love I Gosh, love the, the favorite too. the I thing that Flash says is uh, when he's called into battle is all I do is run fast and push people. It's like I don't know enough about the the Marvel most of the Marvel <laughs> characters to bash them, so I had to kind of go with what I knew. Um, my favorite superpower. I think would be telekinesis because I would really love like when somebody's doing wrong to like have them just punched in the face or something. <laughs> and not, not necessarily deadly, but just, you know, when somebody's just doing something just really, really wrong and they need a bit of a comeuppance, then, you know, if they could just, just bam, or, or whatever, you know, maybe it needs to be more. I mean, with Hitler, you know, yeah, I, I'd get rid of him. Um, I get rid of him. What do you mean exactly? I'm I just curious. She gets uh, thrown in the sun. Death, yeah. death yeah. to dictators, death to dictators, um, especially evil dictators. Uh, Not so. the good ones, like, like the one we, yeah. I now <laughs> I am going to okay now your mind control David that was really good but I've got one better and I have the alder wand here you know invincibility invincibility is the super power that I would most want um, my favorite villain and why, I mean, goodness, <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West, come on, <laughs> got the flying monkeys, people, she's got the flying monkeys, she's got that cool crystal ball that she can see Auntie M in, and it's like, no. come back, come back. Yeah. No. She can turn a 
a field of poppies into a schedule one. You're, you're not making any converts here. Um, <laughs> Honestly, she oh. might be a contestant with Dr. Strange I mean, guys. That's cool. Happy <laughs> did not even get that reference. She turned that poppy oh. into opium people. I mean, that, that's just what poppies are. That's pretty, that's <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. I mean, you know, you gotta give your proper respect to the wicked old witch. Of the I witch. do not. Uh, <laughs> Put down the wand, step slowly yeah. away. Um, my favorite line from a hero movie, and again, I, I, do, I do love my Harry Potter movie um there's so many of i I mean i'll tell you i think that um the fantastic philosophical lines that come from the harry potter movies are just there's so many of them but um that i love is from dumbledore and it says it is our choices harry that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. And then also another one from Dumbledore, dark and difficult times lie ahead. Soon we must all face the choice between what is right and what is easy. And um, another one from Dumbledore, of course. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. And um, I just think that that's really, really uh, beautiful. Oh, and then one more, Sirius Black. Um, We've all got both light and darkness inside us. What really matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. And so, those are those are lines that just really uh, speak to me. Uh, under the right circumstances, what villain would you most likely be most like? It's not the Wicked Witch. Now I had to really think about that because I'm, I'm actually really nice. Um, I don't do villainous things, but the you know, I guess if truth be told, I I I could see a little bit of Dolores Sumbridge coursing through my veins. I must have order. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I know who that is now. I, Dolores Sumbridge <laughs> in the pink. You know, I mean, she she's a bad guy. I mean, in in the Harry Potter movies. But, um, yeah, and she goes too far and she's not doing right. But in terms of just that, uh, that need to impose order and, and her, it's like, well, you know, okay, there, there's some Teddy going on in that. Um, what person on the panel would I least like to have a superpower? And unfortunately that person is not with us. He bailed out because of a walk. But Darren, who was supposed to be on the show, he's not even here. He's, he's not, he's not even here. He's your secret crush, isn't he, Teddy? That's what this is. 
<laughs> okay, so so true story. I had a, I had a joke about. Uh, well, Teddy, I, I had a joke at you and Darren's expense because I knew that the two of you um, most often ended up with, uh, at, at crossed purposes, and uh, I intended to pick both you and Darren. He would be uh, Doctor Digital and and. Uh, and I was going to warn you two not to go off into the corner and make little superhero babies because we didn't need a superhero baby whose magical power was oops. <laughs> I, I knew you would pick Darren. It's, it's too bad he's not here. Do you want to hear why? Yes. Well, there are many reasons why we would pick Darren, but what's yours? The reason why is because he would force with his whatever superpower he had, that man would force us all to talk in freaking syllogisms. And, and then I would find that completely repugnant. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I, I'm like, I just don't get that. Give me a syllogism. And Brian with a Y is big on that too. I'm like, just... Make your case. Uh, also, another person not here, thrown <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> thrown under the bus. Anyway, that's okay. We throw people under the bus. This is skeptics and seekers, after all, right? I mean, Just, come on now. Mulder a bear not even reason, here. <laughs> no, that makes it even super. I don't have to hear a response. <laughs> wow. So your your uh, last one, the superpower that you would uh, stomp out had you the opportunity. Yes. Um, that what I wrote down there. Um, and I guess that would be invincibility. I see. If I didn't have it. If, <laughs> if I you, didn't have it. Right, okay. I didn't have um, it. You know, because you got to be able to you know, to knock somebody out, you know, even Superman has his kryptonite. What does it mean to be invincible? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's like nobody invincible? can beat you. It's well, then you couldn't really stamp that power out. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, I'm, He's invincible. I'm, but what I'm saying is, is that if we can magically make it or, or not have anybody with that power, I, I that would be the power that I would want no one to have. Uh, well, of course, you'd be minute. immune from the magic. So, it, I mean, you couldn't do it. Um, the person I can get rid of. Chase, I'm saving, saving you for last. Uh, let's go with uh, the Brit and then the man in the middle and then Chase. Uh, the Brit, I'm uh, counting on you to make this very compressed. It will be compressed, but you might want to uh, disqualify some of my options. Right, okay. Which, this your super... I, you know what? I can't even tell the difference between them. I don't know who's who. So, nah. Um, what do I like about, about superheroes? They're different. They're unique. They're usually flawed characters. That's probably the bit I like about them the most. Three favourite heroes. Okay, I wrote down six, but I know you're going to cross off at least four of them. So, I'm going to pick the bottom three. Blade, awesome. Desperate Dan, 
Desperate Dan, fabulous, and for my British people, Banana Man. Banana Man is the greatest superhero <laughs> in the world ever. Does he also have a wand? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, dating he, Teddy superhero. He does, yes. not, he does not have a wand. He has a very special oh, kind man. of superhero suit, and his disguise is a schoolboy. Look, if you're not British, you don't know how important <laughs> Banana Man is when it comes to the world. Great comfort is a superhero. So, absolutely. Go <laughs> on, just Straight of there is a world out there of British superheroes. That's an impressive recommendation. Well, I'll go look him up right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's what it does. So, anyway, least favorite uh, superheroes, Hulk yeah, thing. The guy's just too thick to be useful. And Captain America, he's just an arrogant piece of shit. He's too busy looking in the mirror the to actually be useful. <laughs> And says Brigadier Brit. I mean, that was... <laughs> <laughs> um, my f- my favorite superpower invisibility because they can't <laughs> see you coming. Um, the one I'd like to have though is mind weed, mind reading. I, I think that would be extremely useful. My favorite villains, one to go, my, friend. <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite villains, Harley Quinn and Lex Luthor. Because um, yeah, I, I just do like them. And then you're probably going to disqualify this one. But I really like the T2000. But you're probably going to disqualify that one. But I don't yeah, care. It's from Terminator. The T2000, on, the fluid metal robot thing. Oh, no. that's That, that counts. Sure. Okay, good. Excellent. And um, my favorite quote, my favorite quote, because I had to get it in there, is from Doctor Who. And it's, good men don't need rules. Um, that seems wrong. So yeah. you were supposed to bring superhero <laughs> quotes to the show. Yeah, well, you got dangerous. one. Tough dude, man. Um, and uh, was it Banana Man's? This is a part of a nutritious and well-balanced breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it absolutely was. As long as you put a shake. Um, under the right circumstances, what villain would I most likely be? Well, Lex Luthor, because technology, dude. Um, who would on the panel would I least like to have a superpower? The only person on the panel that scares me, Teddy. And if humans started mutating superpowers, which one would I crusade against? Invisibility. There you go. Okay, we've got a couple of self haters. Uh, Russell. <laughs> All right, Marvel. Let's let's roll. I like them both, honestly, equally. I, uh, if I had to choose at the end of the day, I would choose DC because Superman is my favorite. My story kind of starts with Superman. My earliest memories uh, is my dad setting me in front of uh, the TV and watching the black and white George Reeves uh, Superman. So that kind of kick-started my whole trek into superheroes. Uh, as I grew up, uh, I got into X-Men. Uh, and Wolverine was was one of my favorite, and I got the X Men because my dad was an X Men fan, and he gave me a very early 1970s comic 
uh, of the Uncanny X-Men. And I read that, and I started collecting the cards and looking at the different powers and stuff. And so I, I do have an affinity for Marvel in that way. So if there's both, I would choose DC over Marvel, but I do love me some Silver Surfer and Wolverine. So those are you my. You know, Wolverine is a damaged oh, psychopath, right? He is. He is. Uh, that, and that, that brings me to the to the second point. What do I like about him? I like the character development. I like all that stuff about the comics and stuff, and watching the characters progress and face different challenges and stuff like that. But my top three would be Superman, Batman, Silver Surfer, and my fourth would be Wolverine. So <laughs> I have like oh, them all about the same. <laughs> I did yeah, throw no, a so fourth in there. That, I had, and I had, also I had, Math Man, I, who can I help you with the concept of top three. Uh, but anyway. Well, two of them had to have been like half of a guy, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But like my least favorite, I would have to say uh, I really don't like uh, Deadshot. Uh, I really don't like uh, Deathstroke, just because he he's he's just he's awesome, but I don't like him because he always he always uh, he always comes back. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's and, the ability. And to causes come back. more problem, right? <laughs> causes more problems. The uh, anti-Batman. My, my absolute my absolute least favorite villain would probably have to be. This is a hard one. But Dr. Octopus. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like him. Um, my favorite Superman, uh, superpower Superman's ability. I, I love his abilities, man. I, I've always had flying. He's got, he's, he's pretty much invincible. Uh, Kryptonite's his only weakness. Uh, gets his power from the sun. Cool stuff like that. Uh, he's also stupid. No, he's not. No, he's yes, not. he is, because no, it's like this lead, this lead building here. I can't see through the lead building. Let me just open the door. Oh, God, it's kryptonite. How could I have seen that coming? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, you go, go ahead. ahead. But, but he's a lot smarter, especially as his character develops. <laughs> no uh, my favorite, lines, my favorite, uh, the, the superpower I wish I had. The superpower I wish I had, uh... I would like uh, the absorbent ability, where a hero can absorb other people's uh, abilities, so that way you can try them all. Uh, the favorite villain. Now, my favorite villain is by hands down Joker. If I'm going to be bad, I'm going completely psychopath. I'm going to bring you mayhem for no reason. I'm going to bring you uh, evil beyond description. I'm going to have no moral compass. If I'm going to go bad, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to go totally evil. And I'm going to be the worst I can be, and for no reason. And I'm going to be very smart in how I do it. So that's what a, one of the concepts I love about Heath Ledger's you know, Joker is he nothing. had, he he he. Of course, if I'm if I'm going that way, I mean there is no no there is no serving God at that point. <laughs> There's just evil. Um, if I'm going to be a child of wrath, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that wrath is full. <laughs> make that that cup is going to be overflowing. But uh uh. Yeah, so Joker would be my my go-to um, as far as the best uh, my my favorite actual my favorite actual uh, movie quote that I like the most, and this is funny it comes from Joker. He says, "Bob Gunn," and then she stops. <laughs> I remembered that line. I remembered that line ever since I saw that in the theaters when I was young, and. 
it stuck with me, so it's my favorite line. Yeah, uh, that one redeems half of your picks. Um, <laughs> because that was a good line. <laughs> uh, under the right circumstances, what villain would you like? Okay, that would be Joker. I would just, I would go all out. Um, what person on the panel would you least like to have a superpower? Uh, David Johnson, because he would, he would end up, he would end oh, up Thanos. He would Thanos the entire world. He would Thanos the entire world. <laughs> John has a full full head Joker mask face going on, um, and it's it, it doesn't it doesn't work with his complexion. It doesn't work with <laughs> with his size. It doesn't work with anything. It's and it's just it's surreal and creepy and uh, and wrong. And so. <laughs> Yeah, but David, I, I, I wouldn't let you have a superpower. I, I would think because because you already sound like a Billy Butcher to me from the boys. Uh, <laughs> you just you you would you would Thanos everybody eventually because you wouldn't want anybody to rival you and you'd want the world to be as you want it to be. So <laughs> so you would make it your it's way. Fair. Um, <laughs> and every everybody else, as they say, be damned. Uh, if humans started mutating superpowers, which power would you start a crusade against? Uh, I don't know. I I, I think like uh, I, I'm gonna have to side with uh, John here. Uh, people start mutating and and getting powers. They're the next step in evolution. So at that at that rate, I don't think there's anything I would try to stomp out. <laughs> Chase, what unless what they killed the a family member. Then I'd go after that particular. Um, hey, hand. David, do you want me to go through these before you hand that to Chase? But guys, I, guys, I do got to leave. Uh, the wife is wanting me to do some stuff, and I'm a little under the weather as is, so I'm going to take this time to bow out, gentlemen. Hey, get get better. Feel better, please. Feel better. Yeah. Uh, get, get well soon, dude. Okay, Andrew, you think you can uh, do it? <laughs> yeah, I got the list here. Okay. Can I just mention something real quick? Quick. On number nine, on, on number nine mm-hmm. did I misread it or I think there's a little bit of a typo? I'm not sure what it is. I thought the question is what it says under the right circumstances, what villain would you most likely be most like? So like Yeah, that well that's very awkward uh wording. I'm firing my secretary. But uh you get the idea <laughs> of the of the question. You know, heard anybody address that they were saying like who they would want to be but they weren't saying who fits their personality and in terms of like what personality defects we have that emulates a villain that's how i took it was that how you meant it uh sure did you want to uh, go further into your personality defects do you have some that we don't know about <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to involve more wand exploration? I'm just curious. <laughs> You've got a fixation on wands. We'll, we'll, We're guys. I think <laughs> wand envy. You, 
you you did wander into the sausage factory. But uh, I'll tell you what, we'll get back to your observation after Andrew uh, goes through the list. We'll let uh, Chase close it out. Andrew, uh, you've got 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, let me know when we get there. Um, DC or Marvel? Uh, vastly, uh, vastly prefer the DC universe. I think it's much more uh, well put together than the Marvel universe, but I think I probably prefer Marvel superheroes. So I like any uh, comic where the two worlds meet. Um, um, what do I like about the superhero genre? I think it's a great way to explore uh, human dilemmas, uh, especially those ethical dilemmas and Probably if we thought about it uh, in exploring, uh, you know, superhero lore when we were kids, we got to think a lot about the sorts of ethical dilemmas that we face. And we got to think about what we would do if we were faced with those uh, those problems in the real world without a superhero around. So I think it's a I think it's an informative and and pretty educational world. Um, my three uh, my three favorite heroes. Uh, the first one is off label. Uh, he's not in a comic book. He's actually in a set of, uh, a set of novels written by Drew Hayes called Superpowers. Uh, that, that first character's name is Vince. And if you folks have not read the superpowered books, uh, by Drew Hayes, you should, you should definitely go off and read them. Uh, I think my second favorite superhero was probably the Hulk. Um, he's just this guy who, uh, who gets mad and, and he becomes a berserker and I, uh, I sort of identify, uh, <laughs> somebody's, uh, somebody's laughing. Uh, yeah, David, if you're laughing because you sort of remember me. me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember so, you from like yesterday. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is who you are. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I sort of identify um, uh, with the Hulk. And, uh, so I think that's, uh, I think that's fantastic. My, uh, my third favorite superhero is probably Xavier. Um, I also identify with superheroes who want to spend their time, uh, learning. My, uh, three least favorite, uh, or, or my three least favorite super villains are all really a category of villain. Uh, I think quite often, uh, especially in uh, TV shows, which uh, we all watched as as kids, the sort of He-Man and and uh, and uh, Super Friends and all that sort of thing. My least favorite uh, villains were the idiot villains. Um, sometimes the plot was resolved just because the bad guy did something hapless, and uh, I hated those. And and any villain uh, that that lost just because he was an idiot, uh, I think that doesn't do I think that doesn't do justice uh, to the superhero universe. And I hated them all. Um, uh, my favorite superpower, uh, David Russell and I agree. I'll add uh, I'll add one thing to it. I like the idea of theft of superpowers. Uh, I think if I think if I were going to write something uh, where 
there was a superhero with that kind of power. Uh, it would be with the modification that not only could the superhero steal superpowers, uh, seems funny to call him a hero while he's a thief, right? Uh, but I'd also add stacking. So uh, steal a superpower, uh, and the next one that he steals would not replace the first one, uh, but be kept. Um, so I think that would be the ultimate superpower. Don't, don't uh, yeah. all superheroes who do that eventually blow up because, you know, it's too much power? It's not when I use my keyboard. I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, okay, you're uh, Sila. Right. So uh, is that some British? <laughs> no, that's from the TV show Heroes. Heroes, yes. Oh, I, oh not, uh, by the way. I recognize best, Right, right. Well done. Uh, best, best line in uh, Don't say it. Line. Yes. Don't say it. Yes. Save the uh, save the cheerleader. Save the world. That's you're fired. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely fired. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like, I mean, you, you guys are you guys are trying to all go serious on this thing, right? Now, Why I'm, so I'm just, serious? I'm, I'm just saying, save the cheerleader, save the world. Why? Why not? That's that's what the superhero universe ought to be about. Let's see. Where does that get us to? Is that get us to number six? What's she cheering for, though? You, no, you no. It's, you, it's, it, you, yeah, you had. There's a context, so, stupid. But it, but it was probably one of the most popular lines of a of an entire television season. Uh, save the cheerleader, save the world. I I fire myself for repeating it. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, where was I? Um, where does that get us to number six? Is that right? Um, uh, superpower. Gets you to... Yeah, the superpower I wish I... Yeah, you, you stop. Superpower I wish I had would actually be theft of superpowers um, with the ability to stack them. Um, uh, my favorite villain is definitely Magneto. Um, I, like I said, I identify with, uh, with the sort of... Uh, character that wants to uh that takes on a cause right so so magneto's a villain but he's got a reason for being a villain and uh and so i like that um that gets us to number eight um what is that um favorite line from a movie i don't actually have one um so we'll skip by number eight um under the right circumstances um, villain would I most be like oh, that's a tough one uh, Matthew what villain would I most be like most the weeping like angels Luther. <laughs> who is, is that like banana man's no <laughs> that's a doctor who uh... what person on the panel would I least like to have a superpower um I think anyone who's likely to use it, anyone who's likely to use it. Um, there's that old saw about in the nuclear world, um, the real enemy is war itself. In the superhero universe, the real enemy is power itself. We, uh, we can't survive a universe of superheroes as mortals. And the idea that we could the idea that we could establish anything like 
a society. In a universe where the main characters are so overpowered that they can destroy buildings, uh, you know, just by throwing each other through them, but but they suffer no harm. Um, you know, it's it's the that's the real problem. The problem would be any use of superpowers, and so whichever one of you uh, is likely to use it, you're the person I least want to have it. Um, uh, what is the last one? Yeah, I'm, I'm out there too. I, I, I'd use I'd use it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, time dilation. Go, go play with your wand. Oh, dude, you wouldn't have much of a podcast. Um, what is the it. last question, guys? Who's got the list? Yeah. Um, uh, which superpower stuff. would you stomp out? Yeah, which oh. it sounds like all of them. Uh, yes. But is there one in particular? Uh, you that um, Dave, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on mind reading. Um, I don't think that that may be in some sense is not the worst superpower, but it is definitely the most invasive. And I would not like to find myself uh, in a universe like 1984, where we do have thought police. Uh, how often do we need to? How often do we need to exercise our own internal demons in order to come to a decision that we can uh, that we can make palatable to the people around? How often do we have uh, our own dark thoughts that we don't act on, right? But but it's a it's some sort of catharsis for us, and uh, and mind readers, you know. Uh, would you, would you, for instance, uh, preempt every person that thought about robbing a bank? Would you preempt every person who, uh, uh, who thought about, uh, going out and striking the person that they're most mad at? Uh, that is, that is a dark universe indeed. And I don't see any way to think that that mind reading where we can sort of preempt uh, some sort of crime is actually a good universe because I think we all face uh, a sort of Jungian self uh, on the inside. We all have a, a dark side. Uh, and, and most of us are, are very, very productive people even so. Mind power. That one's got to go. All right, Chase. Uh, make it worth it. <laughs> All right. So far as favorite, oh, DC or Marvel? Um, Marvel just <laughs> they make better they make better power concepts. Uh, don't get me wrong. DC has some good things in there, but just even when Marvel touches or or as I've seen sometimes steal the same concept, they just do it better. Um, but don't get me wrong. I love the story, the storytelling on DC. They do a good job with that. I gotta admit. Um, what I like about superheroes is just that they open us to like they've opened us to the world of superpowers, and that's just a it's always been the best conversation of what if um or like the hard like the hardest challenges or just understanding or quantifying certain certain powers or certain concepts within a within a power um three favorite heroes, so my three favorite heroes would have to be spider man uh Spawn and Static uh, Static Shock actually. So Spider-Man because 
I just I just grew up loving him. He's he looks great. His, his wittiness is amazing. Uh, his move, like just his fight, his, the way he fights is great. Just how agile it's always been like a thing for me in Heroes. Um, and then as far as oh Spawn, Spawn is great <laughs> because not only is he um, a spawn of hell, but he went the extra step and said, "I'm going to take down hell and take down heaven." And like he's the only hero that I know of that's um, written to do both of those things. Um, and then Static Shock just. I don't know how you could not like uh, just a young black kid growing up to be like the ideal beginning superhero. Like that, that was like, that was our black Spider-Man before Miles Morales to me. Um, so hello. So as far as my favorite superpower, uh, uh, I'm probably would have to say technokinesis, which is just the ability to talk to technology Um it's it's amazing. Like you, you you literally have the power to advance technology to the point for human beings of greatness. Uh, super power I wish I had. Um, it actually probably would be that because I would like to advance technology to its greatest point myself, or just to be able to look at the technology I have here in front of me and just either advance it or fit, be able to fix it by like being able to communicate it with it being able to communicate with it myself so you would uh, use your greatest power to be a glorified it guy i mean that's what course. that's what you fantasize about i mean <laughs> this is what IT this is what cool, superheroism dude. has IT come is to cool don't this the <laughs> it guy i'm gonna what, fix look, that you need an it guy about an hour ago <laughs> 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 okay. all right that may that's not fair um <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it, but go ahead. That's fine. Um, so, <laughs> favorite villain? Um, I would have to uh, have to echo David on that one. Uh, not David. Not this David. The other David. Uh, Joker. Like he's the he is like just the epitome of villainy. Just being bad for no reason. Just just for the sake of being evil. And then also on top of that, he's also just the concept. Um, well, I mean, I say to kind of written them to be this way now but the concept of what a villain is just um i mean what a villain ultimately is or can be just a person who had a bad day like that that bad day or or multiple bad days and the ignored human being that we that we ignore every day around us um like joker is, is a villain of our of humans own creation he is okay, a let normal me, let me just let me just go one step further who's your favorite joker my favorite joker as far as like cinematically yeah who's your favorite joker uh if you say anything other than joaquin phoenix you're wrong but go ahead no i'm actually i was that's kind of where i mean that's kind of where i was gonna say now because like he's (laughs) he's the next one uh before that it was uh it was um i can't even remember his name he's ledger Um, before that was he's ledger because like that was that was building on that same concept just evil for no good evil for no reason just to just to prove that evil is evil uh and then um and then he was also that ignored, but Joaquin's Phoenix, when I saw that movie, it was just, it was the, yeah, the perfect telling of just that ignored human being. Like he, he was, he, he himself up until he became Joker was really looking to do nothing wrong in the world. He was just like every corner was beating him down. And then the world didn't even want to help him out. So he said, I've snapped. And like, that's just simply what a villain is, a man. who's just, he's snapped. He's had it. And sometimes it's it, it, like, he's Joker is the reminder that maybe we, every single day we need to be looking for that person we need to help. Um, or else that was something that can happen. 
a man who just wants to bad for no good reason. Uh, but enough on the Joker. Um, as far as favorite line from a TV hero, I'm sorry, favorite line from a TV show, it's Robin from Young Justice. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show, but it was just the, um, it was a later Cartoon Network spinoff of like the idea of the Teen Titans and all the sidekicks having their own Justice League, essentially. They were like the black ops of the Justice League. They would do all the missions that Justice League that were maybe a little um, too small for their power kind scale. Of like but... the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in Marvel? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I would say it's pretty close to that. It was just an animated series. But uh, uh, Robin in that series was always, he uh, had a thing for just questioning regular language and, and, um, and the English language. And he goes, if dislike is the opposite of like, then is disaster the opposite of aster? Um <laughs> <laughs> so and he did a lot of things thought, like that. I thought you were gonna say, "Have you ever been whelmed?" <laughs> That's my second favorite one. <laughs> I'm glad you're familiar with the line. <laughs> That's what I like. That so you know, overall, the character in the show, he was on here for that reason. Like he was just, if you're looking for a funny woman, he sounds like a real story, ass. I would like to punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> you would, because he would start plans with like, he's Robin. Look, so they yeah, would be like Robin, you ready? He'd be gone starting the plan, and no one knows what's going on. He's like Robin, you're a dick. <laughs> Um, and that was that was Dick Grayson Robin, so it fits the name. Uh, as far as under the right circumstance, what villain would you most likely be like? Um, I mean, honestly, Joker. Just why? Why not? Like, if I'm gonna be a villain, like, if I'm if the world's gonna push me to be a to be a villain, why not just good for no good reason? I see a person to trip, trip them. Uh, I see a cart to kick over, kick it. Uh, like if if I if I can if I can start a bank robbery and not even care if I get the money just to cause the disaster. That's the point of being a villain. Like you're, you're not. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, you have a when you have a cause, it starts to get, it, it gets too muddy. Just, just be evil. Don't. All of you are so up. wrong. You're just so wrong about this. This is not Joker. Was a broken up? psychopath. You're not going to be a psychopath. You're, you're not broken. And so if you're no, going to think... be a villain, you can't. What are you going to break yourself first? I mean, That's my... what you would have to do to be Joker. <laughs> well, no, I would say that the world. I mean, like if, if I'm going to become a villain, I'm not. I, I don't think I, I would. Ill. I don't think I, as a person, would choose that scenario. It'd be something that the world would push me to. Because that's uh, that's how I view myself. Um, I think that's. I, I don't think Joker's. I don't think Joker's actions. Um, to become the Joker was a choice. It was more something that the world literally. That, like that's that's kind of like that's my. That's my point. So all of you idea. saying that you would be like Joker, you couldn't because because <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't choose to be I, like. I Joker. think it is. Po- I think it is. Well, possible I'm, I'm to saying, I'm saying I would have a choice. Though. The idea that if, so I guess if I had to choose to be a villain, then it probably would be something on the on the lines of Thanos because it's. Uh, I mean, as far as like villainous causes, it's the only one that really seems like one to pursue. It's a it's purposeful and. Uh, it 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 creates the hard the hard um it creates a it creates a a real rise in people's morals. Are you protecting? Are you doing? Can, what is better for for all? Uh, is it to wipe out half of everything and preserve everything, or is it to just allow things to just go? Um, and also, uh, but also inevitably inevitably cause detriment to other things around it. Um, so it's also like that that question of save want save if you're in a trolley and it's gonna run over people, do you? Uh, I mean, and you have to stop, you have to sacrifice yourself to do it. You sacrifice yourself to save the people, um, or sacrifice one, sacrifice one, or save the people, etc. Um, that's kind of like Thanos's whole ethos, and I kind of like that too. Chase. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Teddy. Okay, so uh, like you were saying, if you were gonna choose to be a villain, um, you know, Joker, but Joker's taking out you know, innocent people. 
Oh no, I know. That's what I'm saying. If if I if I I mean that's that's that's, that's the whole point of me saying this for no good reason. I did like if, I, if the world's gonna push me to be a villain. That's his point. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be evil. I mean, like if you find a way to turn me, good job. But, but the world at villainy, I'm going for it. Good for you. Uh, but I mean, like if I had to choose, it'd probably be something on the lines of thinking. The world the world could push somebody into doing wrong and, and you know make them technically a villain but that doesn't necessarily mean that they would want to just take out innocent people as well you know because maybe joker takes out innocence and evil. a villain Batman doesn't care you're just doing well, it. But you can be a villain just in terms of doing wrong so let's say let's say there's a villain that you know goes and executes every thief uh-huh. well that's a villain. Uh, I mean, that's a vigilante that's, that's not yeah that's more that's, that's like that's like yeah, that's, are you that's gonna be of, that, yeah, teddy that, the that would bring you into villain. the conversation of vigilantism of more and then like well, what kind of hero are you are you an anti-hero are you a full hero so, so uh, go ahead you're a hero or a villain but wait, hold go, on, ahead, go ahead chase go ahead let me get them. Let me just get this. Let me get this last question now, and then I'll have that way can get all the questions. There'll, there'll be other opportunities. Uh, to... uh, as far as the 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 power I, I try to suppress or wipe out, um, I'm so I'm kind of stuck between none, either none at all or only uh, mental powers because mental powers would be the largest threat to anyone. It's something that not only can you not know when it's going on. Uh, it's almost one that in order in order to stop them from doing the bad thing, you kind of have to kill them or convince them because like even so you're Can't even them. even if you think you convince them, you don't know because you're under their because they because of the capability. And that's more of like people who have like mind control, um, like the the just the ability or the ability to create illusions and things like that. So all mental pow- mental powers are a You have to murder them. You simply have to murder them. Even I mean, if they honestly, were a good like, person. If, we're in, if we're in that world, that is kind of my position. Like they're they're so dangerous. Like if you, I don't know if you guys ever like read up on this in, in detail, like what a power, like what superpowers can do. In detail, those are kind of the ones that scare me the most. Because it's just because you don't know. You don't know. It, even if if it's a baby and you can test that they have the power, they might babies, accidentally do it. They don't. They don't. You don't get. You don't get to your first birthday. You don't get out of the hospital. <laughs> so, Demon bear. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to um, <clears throat> be be monstrous. Look, uh, this is. This is good. I've learned a lot about uh, the people on the panel. Uh, I'm so glad that we were separated by distance and that none of you know where I am. Do uh, the debate here, and here are the rules. Uh, we've got uh, two teams. Actually, we don't have them yet because they don't know they're going to be teams. Uh, Andrew and I are going to uh, take sides. It's all about this vigilante nonsense uh, with superheroes. Uh, and because I am an anti-vigilante kind of guy in real life, I'm going to be uh, arguing and taking the team uh, to argue the pro-vigilante side. Andrew, uh, being a anarchist for all intents and purposes, is going to have to argue the anti-vigilante side. I am giving Andrew first pick. Andrew, pick. Okay, so because I uh, because I like this guy's work on the battlefield and because I'm pretty aware of his reading habits and how well prepared he is likely to be, I am going to take Dr. Digital himself, Matthew Taylor. Uh-oh. You're screwed, man. Yeah, that's... You're... 
Sorry. Look, my um, look, my first and second round draft picks aren't even on the line yet. What, oh, what look, look, your first round draft pick just showed up. Uh, and so, in a um, in a uh, act of pure villainy, uh, even though she has no idea what's going on, Teddy, you are on my team, and you will be arguing pro vigilantism. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. And um, I chose you simply because Andrew wanted you, and I will not let him have you. <laughs> uh, Andrew, pick. Uh, that's okay. The death ray is warming up. You're, you're screwed, dude. The death ray is aimed right at you. Um, hmm. Okay. I think I am going to take... Uh, uh, another uh, unknown to me. We've never been on the superhero battlefield together before, but I am going to take uh, Professor Premise. Uh, John, welcome to the Unmentionables team. Okay. Uh, sorry about that, John. Uh, Randall, <laughs> you can argue any side of bullcrap, no matter whether you believe it or not. And so for that, I am going to put you on the pro vigilante team. Now I have no idea who's left. Uh, you've got Russell Chase, Chase and that's it. You got Russell and Chase. Hmm. I don't know how to guide you on that one, mate. Just. Oh, well, we've done so well so far. What could possibly go wrong? But you should, you should take Russell because he couldn't possibly take an aggressive stance uh, for anything. So he'd be a, a good anti-vigilante guy. So uh, I think the, for the, that, you should take Chase because if he's pointing you somewhere, the, I think you should go the opposite direction. The trouble, is, the trouble is that I had a, a group of superhero names uh, pre-picked out. And because Teddy was actually one of the ones that I intended to select, uh, whichever of you I choose actually ends up with the uh, superhero name Mistress Madness. So <laughs> <laughs> go on then, dude. Go for one. Uh, so oh, so we are we are going to take the shapeshifter himself, uh, Russell. Mistress right. Madness, welcome to. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, Chase, welcome to the winning team. I'm sorry to give you the experience of being like the last guy uh, picked on the field, <laughs> feeling kind of pathetic. Uh, but you know, skeptics and seekers, brother. Okay, uh, we are arguing for uh, vigil uh, vigilantism. Uh, the order of it will go. Uh, Andrew, and then me, and then whatever loser uh, goes next on his team, and then Randall, uh, and then another loser, and then um, Chase, and then a loser, and then Teddy. Uh, you will uh, anchor us. And after Teddy is done speaking, we will have a uh, brief but bloody free-for-all. Andrew, go. So I'd like to first point out that it's always the loudmouth villains that end up with their foot in it at the end of the show. So uh, keep talking there, uh, Captain Sweats, a lot, because, uh, you know, you're, you're done already. You're done. Um, okay.
excitement was so bad, Skype kicked him off. <laughs> <laughs> he was Twitter banned. To the point, right? Okay, oh, um, un- until David is back, uh, Teddy, um, you-, you care to-, to take the next round? Yes. Um, vigilanteism, that's, it's a complicated topic because because of the reason that not everybody can appreciate and understand what is good and what is right. And that is the problem with vigilanteism. When you have someone that doesn't know what is right and isn't guided by a set of principles and... Now, you're supposed to be defending it, by the way. You're on I, I am, I am. I'm setting the oh, ground. Yeah. <laughs> but people who do understand what is right, then, I, you know, I agree with David. So, I mean, the hell may have just frozen over. <laughs> but um, when you see that an injustice is going on, one of my favorite quotes is... Um, Fiat justitia ruat coelum, Latin for let justice be done though the heavens fall. And when we as individuals see injustice going on, it is incumbent upon us to do whatever we can as individuals, not to rely on the police, not to rely on the government, not to rely on society and others to do what is right, but we must be, it it all starts with us. And, And we must do what's right. We must defend ourselves. We must defend others too. We have, we have that, I think, uh, some people would say we don't have a duty to that, but I would say that we have a moral duty to that, um, to do that. And so uh, to to just say that, ah, let, let's let the police handle it. I, I just, I, I don't like that. I think it's, it's sort of a cop out when you see something or you become aware of something that you can, can do something to help the situation or to protect people. I like the idea. And I know that, you know, you, you can't, it, you have a, de- a degree of a legal ability to defend others in a self-defense situation in the same way that you can defend yourself, you can defend others. Um, in terms of, Matthew was talking about, if you go and look for people to defend, or, you know, if, if it's a situation that's not just presented right in front of you, um, seeking it out I don't know that that's a problem either because that's still defending other people so you know if if I go to uh to a place where people are in danger why why can't I help what's wrong with that so um but but you know the the problem the reason why society in general doesn't like vigilanteism is because of poor judgment by by some people. And so then you will have people going off half cocked, uh, doing crazy stuff that is not bringing about justice and righteousness. And so, so I, I, uh, personally, you know, 
I, I have no problem with, with vigilanteism and perhaps that's why I like superheroes. All right. So, uh, uh, so for team unmentionable, I think we'll take a professor proposition. Um, John, tell us, uh, tell us why Teddy's wrong as if that needs to be done. <laughs> oh, well, for two reasons. <laughs> well, for two reasons. One, vigilantes are literally just people who are outside the law. David was saying that superhero, all superheroes are vigilantes, but the really the only dividing line is that heroes are government sponsors. The vigilantes aren't. Uh, that being said. Teddy and David's entire team is wrong because, I mean, you've got to obey the law. In the real world, vigilantes have ended up being people like the KKK, the Proud Boys. Uh, vigilantes are not good guys. They they have their own set of morals, their own set, their own view of justice, and impose that on other people regardless of what society says. Whether they are right or wrong doesn't matter because they're right in their, their own eyes. Everyone is a hero in their own story. Vigilantes are are, are a drain on this on society uh, because they they not only uh, cause more damage, but then the government has the real authorities have to come in and clean up whatever it is that uh, that they've done. Uh, either in hospital bills or or prison or what have you. Vigilantes are just bad all the way around, and that's not my real opinion, but still, <laughs> for, for the purposes of this. <laughs> okay, now... Argue with um, conviction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, are you back? Oh, oh, wait, and one more yeah, thing specifically for wait. Teddy. Okay. Jesus was a vigilante. Okay. Oh, not the relationship. Here comes the sting. I'm back. Okay, hey, Dave, good. Right. So, um, Teddy. It has looked gone... like recording stopped when you dropped off, so I hit record yeah. again. I appreciate it. Um, I lost uh, Wi-Fi completely. Everything just died and so whichever one of you shot this the ray gun uh, <laughs> it missed Damn well well played okay. <laughs> it was clearly a vigilante okay so um dave let me catch up on where we are so uh, matthew's gone on my side teddy's gone on your side john has gone on my side um and I, it's down to you to pick the next superhero to defend vigilanteism did did uh randall um I was leaving him for your closer. Okay, was he was actually to supposed to be next when I when I went off, and so somebody completely subverted uh, everything. I'm use I'm working off of the Wi-Fi on my phone right now. Uh, Randall, whatever whatever has happened while I was gone, I need you to fix it. Well, okay, so oh, that's this what is I good. did when I shot the yeah. Wi-Fi. That was, that was my fix. Don't you just hate it when the laws don't work? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it was a just homicide. I killed his Wi-Fi, and it was. <laughs> okay, sorry. So I picked your team out of order. So it's all right, Randall. For this, you were chosen. Perfect, because I got to get going anyway. So I'll just give you my statement, and then I got to log out. So it's been great joining you, however briefly. 
here's my statement. So first of all, uh, we have to clarify the issues here. So can vigilantism be unjustified? Clearly, yes, there are cases where it can. Proud Boys, I think that's a good example that was raised a moment ago. But can it be justified? The answer there is also yes, and that's what I'm defending. So a vigilante is a member of a self-appointed group or citizens who undertake law enforcement under their own authority rather than legal authority grounded in the state. Well, it's important here to understand that legal authority is ultimately derivative of moral authority because the law itself is a socially constructed attempt to attain the good society that is in accord with moral norms, including objective moral values and obligations. So the extent, and this is key, the extent to which a legal authority fails to actualize the moral authority is the extent to which that legal authority loses their own authority. Uh, so let me give you an example of this. It's a Vietnam War uh, over the, 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 the My Lai, uh, the village of My Lai, and some American soldiers under their legal authority of, of their government and the army uh, invade the uh, village, but then they begin to undertake mass killings within the village. There's a helicopter pilot named Hugh Thompson Jr. who's uh, observing this from above. He realizes that what is unfolding is in fact a war atrocity. In that moment, he realizes that the legal authority under which the soldiers are operating has diverged from the moral authority, which means that they've lost legal authority. And within that context, he steps out of the chain of legal authority, becomes a vigilante, lowers his helicopter, close to the ground and begins to fire into the ground to drive the troops back from the village so they can are prevented from killing more people. In that moment, he becomes a vigilante. And if you want to carry through the analogy with superhero powers, you can think of his helicopter in that sense as being an extension of his powers. And he is operating not under legal authority, but under moral authority, which in that moment trumps legal authority. That is an example of the moral justification for the vigilante. So yes, you can fail to be under the moral authority as a vigilante, but there are moments where the legal authority is given up or surrendered because they failed to actualize the moral authority that is required to realize the just society. And those are the moments when the vigilante must stand in the gap. And that's my statement. Thank you all for having me. And I'm just gonna give my two cents since I'm unable to join you, I've been unable to join you for the for the superhero portion, Bible man, there's the superhero. That's the one you want. <laughs> 40, 49 episodes of Bible man between 1995 and 2010. He can, he can beat the rest of them. So great being with you all. See you later. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Okay. okay. Uh, so so I, I didn't hear much of any of that. I just know that we won. Uh, and I feel good about that. <laughs> but just just to be sure, we have uh, of course <laughs> we we have um, some moments built in of uh, superhero melee free for all. And so I uh, I want to hear uh, some back and forth uh, to There's see two team members we... who haven't had their shot yet. Oh, that's what, yeah. oh who? We we're, we're not uh, we're not we're not nearly done. Oh, you um, mean you mean the people the oh well I've got I've got wait a minute who's on my team oh Chase I'm sorry um, <laughs> so, oh, uh, so David, David Russell so you picked him last and then I you just, forgot he existed I mean the poor guy come and, on and, he's got cool posters and, and then cool you and I right. have to do our and closing so. and you're just ignoring the guy I mean how uh, dare you I, so, I didn't mean to put you on the back of the bus or anything.
Yeah, we've got, got two uh, we've got cool, cool 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 hair that you have. David, we've got uh, one member from each team that hasn't spoken, and then we've got our one-minute closings, and we can uh, we can move on to letting these guys destroy each other. <laughs> well, we'll do the one-minute closings after they destroy each other. So, John, uh, you're you're up. Uh, tell us no, why John, vigilantism. No, 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 David, 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 David. Why don't you let Andrew it's David Russell this. that hasn't? Uh, it's so it's Lieutenant Logic. So David John, Russell you're up. Um, you're, <laughs> I'm just trying to give you guys the best chance. Um. John's John's gone. David's okay. uh, David's anchoring uh, this side. So uh, Lieutenant okay. Logic, you've you've uh, I've taken away the uh, I've taken away the superhero name that Danny should have had. You're now Lieutenant Logic. Uh, help us out. Why is uh, why is David as delusional as it seems? Well, because even though it's hard to come back from a Randall Rouser speech that I, I could hear him typing as everybody else was going, <laughs> <laughs> I do got to say that I'm with Matthew. I mean, the gentleman in the helicopter didn't kill any of his own troops. He just drove them back. He was defending them. There's nothing wrong with self-defense. Vigilante, vigilantes take things too far, and it's also a mark on the vigilante himself. Usually vigilantes are dark, down, and depressed. Why? Because they've taken it way too far, and that is a, a true hallmark of, of the vigilante. He has taken it too far. It has damaged him in some way, and he can't stop. So laws are there for boundaries. They give us boundaries. Sometimes laws are not just, and that's why we work within the consent of the governed to change those laws and make them better. Uh, the vigilante doesn't give room for improvement. Mm -hmm. he, he just takes it all into his own hand. So, yes. Is there a personal aspect? Absolutely. Is there a personal aspect in the, in the, for the vigilante as well? Yes. And most of the time, even with Batman, they take it too far sometimes, and they recognize it. And then they have to to rely on a better moral code to try to find redemption in it in some way. And I'm done. Hey, Russell, you didn't embarrass yourself. Um, <laughs> I never do. Except the man who can't figure out how to keep his Wi-Fi plugged in. So uh, I've, I've been actually saving Chase as, as the secret weapon. Uh, <laughs> And so I've, I've made you think you forgot he that was he was just some ridiculous young kid who doesn't even know what underrules are. But <laughs> Frank, which happens to be true. But, Why did I answer that question? But, <laughs> but I've been saving him for this very moment. Chase, run him off. So as far as vigilanteism, um, to say that vigilanteism is wrong is to almost say that to do what's right is wrong. Um, a vigilante acts is, does not act within the laws. No, because the laws are based off of a lot sometimes things that are right and wrong. We have a lot of laws that we all can say here agree in reality that just aren't aren't uh, just aren't good for us. But the vigilante acts what's in best interest of what we all can just what we all just uh, quote unquote agree to here. So they're acting in best interest of human beings, not in best interest of governments or of of, of establishments that act in the best interest of us as humans. While yes, vigilantes can take it too far, that's not an, that's not an indictment on their intention that the label vigilante goes towards your intention. Um, and if your intention is to do what's best for humans as you go about, and you also notice 
here in the world of, or in the world of superheroes that you are the best chance for an, for a bad case scenario um it is your duty as a as a human being to act and so to now put the damages of of that of that action on the vigilante i say is almost wrong in and of itself just because we are we are upset or put or bothered by the catastrophe of what a villain caused or what any other or any other um negative action caused it was that vigilante's best uh it was that vigilante's responsibility to be to be the best possible chance of survival for whoever it may have been or um wherever it may have been so we and we understand that's why we have certain titles um for when we talk about when we talk about superpowered beings they're not all heroes some of them are just mutants some of them are anti-heroes because they take negative actions intentionally um so uh while well yes vigilantes can do things that are too far um how could we not ask the people who are our best chance at survival in almost any case to act for us when we are simply human beings simple human beings they are advanced human beings and and with that let the uh let the gauntlets fly uh andrew and i will pick up the pieces after uh everyone is sufficiently bloodied uh and since i did not actually hear some of the some of the arguments uh i'm i'm just going to step in very briefly and say uh john you are a shame to your race uh for <laughs> speaking against amongst other things vigil- vigilantism uh how dare you uh, I slap you with the French glove. <laughs> if he can keep his Wi-Fi working in the meantime. John, John, didn't you get placed into that position? That wasn't your choice, right? To defend it. Oh, Stop okay. helping him. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. I heard him say he wanted to, to uh, go against vigilantism. I distinctly heard that. <laughs> In in, in the spirit of skeptics and seekers, I'm turning the other cheek. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the spirit of skeptics and seekers. And that's not the cheek that we normally turn. So, how many debates have you been in? That would not be the spirit of skeptics and seekers. No, what we do is kick the other cheek. Uh, So, (laughs) sorry. So uh, kicking is what you did there, because you know, you you should know, David, um, from our conversations earlier that this is not my stance. (laughs) Well, so let me ask a question. There's so I I think that we do have a a responsibility to um, to ask what this will look like. If it's true that vigilantism should, in general, be acceptable, suppose we lived in a world that was much more equitable, where there are no red lines between neighborhoods, so lenders can choose uh, not to lend to people that live in impoverished neighborhoods. Uh, let's pretend that we live in a world where everyone has free, ac- uh, has open access or equal access to medical care, to education, to good food, to clean air, to not live by a garbage dump. Let's just pretend that that's the world we live in. Uh, there would be vigilantes in that world who would try to destroy that system because they believe in a supreme race. Uh, 
because they wanted an agenda that promoted their uh, their perceived well-being over that of others. In other words, there would be greed, discontent, strife, anger, and violence, even in that world. Those people would be vigilantes in a system that that was working well. Would they be right? Well, well, would, would vigilantism they be, be okay? Would they be vigilantes or, just be, or would they just be criminals? Because... When I think of vigilantes, Batman, <clears throat> excuse me, Punisher, uh, Daredevil, and the like, they are vigilantes because the law didn't do what it was supposed to do. The law failed. It wasn't that they were. It wasn't that they were. Um, uh, they have this one ideal of what things should be, and they're pushing forward. That's what the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants does. That's what villains do. When the law, when the when the court system doesn't convict the the gangster because he's got a uh, political ties that's when the vigilante sticks comes in and starts shooting people not because uh not because uh donald trump lost the election you know that's but that's a different just, type of that's a different so you know, i'm about to i'm about to log off and i hope i don't torpedo the show but i'm gonna i'm gonna come back make sure the record button is still going i'm gonna switch back to my home wi-fi i think it's back up and running so cool uh John, I, I like the answer, but I, I think that um, I think that you were right to, to point out Donald Trump. So today we have to grapple. Uh, Teddy, I, I wonder what you think here. Today we have to grapple with some group like the Proud Boys, right? So we, we live in a country that's equally divided, uh, roughly equally divided, if you'll if you'll allow me to just say that. Uh, 49.2% to 49.5% or whatever it is, is equal, then Margin. we live, then we live in a country. Do what? That? That's a huge margin. Huge. Right. So we live in a country where it is roughly equal, and the, the, the sitting president uh, may have actually called for vigilantism, though he did lose by a slim majority. Is it right? Teddy, what do you think? David, I, I'll give you your mic. I'm not familiar right. with, did what did Trump say that you were interpreting as maybe Stand called? by and stand back, boys. What did he uh, say? Stand by and stand back. Uh, no, stand back and stand by, boys. And who are the boys? Just boys in the general. The proud boys. The this proud was boys. actually in the second presidential debate. I mean, this whole proud boy thing, and this whole trying to, with the whole statue, Civil War statues, trying to paint the man as supporting the KKK, when he explicitly and repeatedly said, when he was talking about good people on both sides, he was talking about people that want the statues up. Versus not wanting the statues up. So I, I reject this whole uh, notion of trying to frame Trump as some racist. He is explicitly. Denied. I would like to answer but, that. But, right, but you're not answering the question. But, okay, but I, I'm, I'm. But you injected that whole. Ask no, you, let me let me re-ask the question Trump, so that the question uh, is clear. Is, let I'm me re-ask you the question so that the question is clear. The question I, is. Would it be proper for a sitting president to activate a group of vigilantes in the face of a loss? 
I don't think he's at, he's trying to I, I, That's a, fine. Not, would it the question is, oh. you're on our team. We're arguing against vigilantism. Should the, should the president encourage vigilantes? Here's what we're forgetting or something. Well, if he deputizes them, then maybe. I mean, yeah, if, the not, if the president well, actually encourages vigilantes. the vigilantes, they're not vigilantes anymore. Yeah, they're not. They're not, right? yeah, they're not vigilantes. So at least that is a more government. The superheroes at that point. Now we've got someone responding to the question. So if the president is on his way out, but he can he can activate vigilantes. Uh, in order uh, to maintain mean, his power, you like would Democrat say that Party he would be justified and it would be okay because they wouldn't be vigilantes on the back of the fact that it was his power to do so. I think you've got the answer. The answer is yes. Did you hear I mean, I, 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 the thing is, a vigilante is only a vigilante if you like what they do. If they, if you don't like what they do, then they're a criminal to you. They're not a vigilante. You know, it's purely but a subjective just, description. But isn't that's the thing? That's where, that's where that's where it would come down to what what we largely agree. That's why that's why I said like they're they're acting in best interest of what we largely agree to and protecting things such as like and such as things as uh, like what we, what we say our natural rights, our bodily autonomy, and things like that. So like if someone is simple example robbing somebody. They're not like if uh, there are no cops around, that's just going to happen. And they and you as a vigilante, as a superpower being, can stop that. It's it's actually it's it's your um, and you're considering yourself a superhero. It is your obligation to go and stop that stop that robber. Now I'm not like now that's why I said where where people who are people who take lives just because or for their own for their own means. That's that's not a that's not a that's not a vigilante. Like are we just saying people who just uh, is in general act outside the law are vigilantes or is there like because or are we saying like a person that acts inside the law to 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 also uh i guess uphold uphold law but well, well, chase you know what's interesting here is that you bring up an interesting point but like what would you say to because this does happen and mm. it happens a lot unfortunately is the person that does have the superhero uh ability if he walks away Says, oh, that's their situation. They need to deal with it, or they need to get whoever else involved. Are they wrong at that point, or you know, because they don't feel like it's you know their job to do so because they can't police the world in that aspect. You know, they can't police every everything, and they decide, hey, does Superman have the right to make well, an arrest? Well, like, like, well, here's the thing. Here's the right. thing. No, no, because he doesn't exist. But would a citizen be right to detain somebody themselves until the until the cops showed up? Or no, no, they just walk away. They say, you know what? We'll, we'll allow, we'll allow. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. gonna allow whatever happens happens because I'm not getting involved. And well, right. we have a something called citizens arrest. So if you know, if you as a superhero, if you as a superhero notice the crime. And allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you're, they you're didn't wrong. allow it to happen. They, they they walked away from it. You see, like okay, so there's that's, situations. That's along with it. There's you a, mean you walk away exactly, from it. but there's situations actually. There's situations that go on uh, that we're not we're not obligated to make a citizen's arrest. We have the choice to make the citizen's arrest. Right. So does and that make him make wrong? To so choose the other way. We when this, we make a citizen's arrest, we are we are out. playing the role of vigilante. And when the superhero makes an arrest, they are essentially making a citizen's arrest. So how yeah. can you say that they are wrong for exercising and, their power? Well, again, 
and no, also we have an ongoing like... conversation in society today saying like that's a problem that people don't don't do enough to stop do enough as as the observing as the observers to stop crimes like that's that's the thing like people are like oh someone else is going to get it that's a problem here in our society today so like that 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 that's the idea of vigilantism is that because no one else is acting and the law is not around to act or Two the more law minutes act, if uh, you guys have something to say um, jump in and you do, interrupt you the fool with the mic. Okay. Two minutes. Well, <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to mention, and this is in response to Andrew, is, um, and I know, Andrew, you've talked about how you are very much so in favor of the Second Amendment. And uh, the Second Amendment is there because our founding fathers knew that governments could end up becoming corrupt and tyrannical. And in the event that that happens, the people need to rise up and fight against that. And they need to have the ability to fight. And if they are stripped of their arms, how are they going to fight a tyrannical government or a corrupt government? And so I back to what you were saying about Trump is... If you want to disagree with it, you got about 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> The, sec you know, the second amendment the second up. amendment is there to to ensure that uh white landowners could defend themselves against their slaves if they ever rose up not because of a tyrannical government no, i'm sorry to tell yeah, you I, I don't necessarily agree with the second amendment not exactly <laughs> not at all it's so that they rise in rebellion against the government okay uh, lovely andrew yeah. one minute close out your side who, I'm sorry, what? Andrew? Oh. Did we lose Andrew? No, he's Great. muted. Andrew, my he's plan. Muted for you. My Andrew, plan you're was, muted. Um, and he will remain so. <laughs> <laughs> um, screw with my Wi-Fi. I'll screw with your mic. Uh, uh, we've got your no, head. Oh dear. No, no. So that's a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Have you hit Turn the right button yet? Um. Andrew. David just shot that that death ray back at him and knocked yeah. his stuff out. <laughs> All right, I tell you what, I'll take my minute first, I and never uh, we'll said see. If... That I was in great. Hold on. I never yeah, we can hear you. In great favor of the Second Amendment. Uh -huh. um, that's total gaslighting. Uh, not something that I have said. I am not in fact. You in great like gun. I, I will speak for myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> You said you'd like I to. I not, in fact, in great favor of the Second Amendment, and I'll speak for myself. Thank you very much. I am for, uh, for a society where people can own uh, firearms responsibly if such, a, if such a society could be had. That said, I think that our implementation of the Second Amendment, where every idiot with a four-wheel drive can also own a gun to shoot his neighbor, is entirely irresponsible, and I do not believe that the words organized militia have anything to do with our current implementation of the Second Amendment. Furthermore, the gun lobby, uh, especially in its guise as the NRA, has entirely too much political power, and we need to be very careful. And we need much stricter gun control laws so that every idiot with a pickup can't shoot his two-year-old at a party in Texas. So okay. 
great favor is absolutely a mischaracterization of my position. Andrew, Andrew, one minute, close your close out your side. I will close out my side uh, with even less than one minute. Uh, Andrew, go. OK, so I think this is pretty easy. And Russell, uh, uh, not Russell, uh, David, who just left your team. Randall Rouser, sorry, Randall. Yeah, it's it's an it's just an R, a Christian R. It's okay. They're all the same. So in Randall's uh, in Randall's speech, he talked about the helicopter pilot being a vigilante. Uh, I think the setup was wrong. The actual vigilante vigilantes were those soldiers who took it upon themselves to start unjustifiably killing the people in that little small village. It is one thing to use war to prosecute the political agenda of your country uh, in, in keeping with the sorts of wartime rules that we have. I don't like them. But we live in a world where we're going to have war and conflict. The helicopter pilot was not actually the vigilante. He was the person standing uh, on the side of, of doing both the moral thing and the thing that the people who went off the reservation and started murdering villagers uh, had done wrong. They were the vigilantes, not the helicopter pilot. And I don't think we have to go a lot further to understand what vigilante is and that vigilanteism is, except for what Chase said. Chase said vigilantes can take it too far. Well, the problem is, once you've been labeled a vigilante, you have taken it too far. That's the view of the law and order side. Mm -hmm. Very well. Uh, I will. I will take even less time than that. Is vigilanteism okay? Um, it's a tough question. What is the right thing to do? That's really the question in any given situation when things are tough when the blood pressure is high, when the anxiety is through the roof and the moment is upon you, what is the right thing to do? I don't know. I don't know. Can it be summed up with some superhero cliche? I don't know. I know, I know this. The only thing required for evil to thrive is for good men, <laughs> for good people to do nothing. Is it right? I don't know, but I want to be one of those good people who, when the moment is upon me, I will act. Amen to that. Okay, uh, very, uh, very good debate. Who won? The viewers will decide. Uh, we will look at the preponderance of the commenters. Commenters, we need a winner. Um, was it the pro? Uh, uh, vigilante side uh, or the anti-vigilante side. Put in your vote uh, at skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com. Skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com. And uh, just before we go into a little bit of break, I want to uh, break everyone out of character, say excellent job. I felt dirty uh, with every word that I spoke. Uh, kind of like a Skeptics and Seekers episode. Um, I, except that I really, 
actually am on the other side. <laughs> so I actually do uh, am, am completely against vigilantism. I am largely against superheroes. Uh, I, yeah, I think, think that most of them are villains. Carried out. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so I just want to give everyone a chance to speak for a moment about what you really uh, believe. John, I know, that you, are, I know that you are not uh, uh, an anti-vigilante. So, I mean, this is, this is your chance to, you know, let your freak flag fly. So my my general uh, aunt is is and has been for a very very long time. And are we allowed to curse on this? I haven't Skip listened to episodes tonight. Yeah. Is there, any, is there any cursing on skeptics and seekers? Anyway, be. yeah, uh, yes, you can. You can <laughs> okay. You can so my my general my general. Uh, Teddy curses uh, like a sailor as soon as we an, hang up. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then ask for forgiveness afterwards, right? <laughs> but my general. <laughs> My, my general stance is fuck the police um, all day, every day, twice on Tuesdays. Um, I don't like them. Abolish them. All cops are bastards, every single one of them, even the ones in my family. I do not like them. That being said, I also think that vigilantism works and should be, uh, should be uh, what's done in the form of, of community policing. Because community policing literally is just vigilantism. It's your uh, your neighbors taking the law into their own hands outside and taking it away from that of the police. Um, I am for that all day, every day. When it comes to um, people like the Proud Boys and KKK and stuff like that, yeah, there will be some bad apples in there. And... Generally, I don't consider them vigilantes. They are more so just regular criminals because they're not trying to uphold the law, uh, the law as written. They're trying to make something new. That's the difference, in my opinion, between a vigilante and a criminal. Um, also, as uh, David was saying, that the superheroes are all vigilantes. Again, it comes down to who authorizes you? The Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the Justice League, they are all authorized by the government. They are not vigilantes. <laughs> they are the law. X-Men, um, pretty much anybody else, Spider-Man, um, Daredevil, the Defenders, all they are going to, Batman even, uh, when he's on his own for some odd reason, um, are going against the law. They Sometimes they work with them, but they are criminals. They are not being authorized by the people in power. They Daredevil, are vigilantes. yes, Spider-Man, no. Spider-Man's part of the Avengers. Just putting that he out there. Is, Later he is, he becomes a part of the Avengers, so I guess it just depends on when you're But you see, about. that's the thing, yeah, though. Right. All of the in Everybody Avengers became a part of the Avengers later. They, <laughs> they didn't start that way. I mean, every, everybody in Marvel... But that's the, is that the is Avengers part of the problem, so... One point or another. Because the government realized we can't beat them. Super, they're superheroes, so but that's we just the thing. So, use them. <laughs> but vigil, so vigilante, but I don't think vigilantism speaks. Vigilantism doesn't speak to just, like that's what I'm saying. Like, are we just saying vigilantes are just people who just in general act outside the law? Because like if that's the case, then like everyone definition. Like, 
Yeah, you know, I think that's just the criminal. That's also, that's also, that's also the same character. definition as a criminal. So that's, it's like, what, what are we even talking about? But like vigilante, yeah. we all understand. Like we're talking about people who literally do the right thing for people. So like yeah, we know, I like if there's if there's a if there's a if there's a negative government if there's a negative government regime, they're gonna act in best interest of the people, not the not just any government. Like. But, we, I mean, like, obviously they depict superheroes here in America as, like, doing the best thing for Americans, like Superman and stuff like that. That's because that's more of just portrayal, but, like, we understand the idea of um, it's, they're usually I don't like serving Superman. the best interest but of, like, I our best like concepts here in America. So, like, so stopping so stopping crime, helping your neighbor, and it's the idea that since you are the, the best person, to, the only person available to do it, you yeah. do it. Yeah, I think, okay. we have, I think how, we have how, a big... You, hold on, hey, hold hang on, Russell. I just Russell, go ahead. Hey, I think that we have a big gap in our in our definition of vigilante i think that's what is getting us to speak past each other sometimes well let me just just ask you russell were you speaking were you on the side that you would naturally be on were you are are you generally opposed to vigilantism because your your arguments were uh good and seemed uh heartfelt um you're not a very good actor i'm in the middle man uh so so look (laughs) there's somebody like the joker that Batman only has to deal with. Um, that's the, the other side, you know. The, the only Batman can deal with the Joker. Uh, so you or think somebody if just did, enough, did, then someone should I think, write. I think. I think. Everything relies on the situation, right? So you know, um, we're, we're we're in a we're in a comic book world. So of course you're going to root for the good guy. So I, I would kind of hold to what Chase was saying a little bit more, you know, uh, about you know them doing the right thing for the people. Um, but then again, there is that other aspect where the vigilantes usually do take it too far. So there has to be a boundary. Well, that's just kind of, like, that's that, kind of holding, that's, that's kind of holding human beings to this altruistic standard. Let, let like, me get to the, let me get to the other two real quick. Too far, uh, cops go too far. Like people who we agree to be like, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. let me, let but, me get to the other two real quick. Um, Teddy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I had you pegged as a law and order kind of person, you know, seeing that you're kind of a lawyer. Um, I'm a and wrong, so wrong kind of person. You are. You should not actually be having so much fun arguing pro vigilantism. What's your What's your actual view? Uh, in principle, I'm in favor of it, and I I'm still sort of in favor of it. The problem with it, it's a problematic thing. Because not everybody has a good sense of right and wrong. And so that's why the government doesn't want everybody going off, you know, administering justice, because there's probably going to be a lot of injustice uh, committed in the name of justice. Now, one of the things that I would like to mention. The government never does that. Well, I mean, (laughs) it depends. I mean, (laughs) not always acting. We got to get together with this. good way. And so governments can be corrupt. I'd like to, so with, with what I see vigilanteism as, I, I, to me, the word basically assumes that what the vigilante is doing is um, promoting and administering justice. As, and, he see, or as he or she sees it. Okay. But just how what they think justice is. And that brings back to the whole morality extravaganza that we had uh, months ago, where if you don't have a, uh, 
a compass that points true north and is wrong, things can get very screwy very quickly. And everyone, that's why government. Everyone does right in their own eyes. This is a biblical warning. Matthew, what side are you really on? I, I, I was on the right side. You were on the right side. I yes, I, I, I thought so. So <laughs> I uh, you and you were arguing uh, uh, anti-vigilantism. I was, yeah. That, and that's I and I, I am anti-vigilantism. And I think uh, if I had to speak for him, I think that Rouser would largely be anti-vigilantism as well. So we have a fairly evenly split panel with most of you. Uh, uh, carrying a gun and uh, <laughs> taking the mat, taking the law into your own hands. Um, scary, scary yeah. world. So, <laughs> David, well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. To, uh, as far as like, what, what, what right in the middle. Yeah. What? Well, here I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty far in the. I'm pretty close to the middle. It's just it's the circumstance or how how we're explain or how one would describe what they're calling. Actually, Chase, I'm not. I'm not too far opposed from your position but i uh i'll, I'll we'll talk about it a little bit more later but i uh andrew uh, you're the only one who hasn't spoken in this be be who you are uh round um talk a little bit about what you really think about uh vigilantism and should we think of superheroes as heroes andrew oh sorry i thought you called on someone else there no um okay i call so, them cyclops excuse me again who, who are you calling uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> look captain eye patch don't go messing with me <laughs> okay these are these are jokes that two guys uh who have not one good eye between them uh, so, <laughs> by, by the way, uh, I'm fine with Captain Eyepatch. Uh, I've gotten a promotion to captain. Cool. <laughs> okay, so I'll take that. Here, here, here. I think uh, I'm I'm going to take the dangerous step of agreeing with Teddy, uh, at least in part. I think one of the one of the issues we face as a society is deciding whether a group of vigilantes has a uh, well-calibrated view on what good is. So uh, when we see vigilantes, and, and in fact, I'll, I'll invite all of you to go ahead and go to Google and uh, just do the search, define vigilante. So hopefully if we all run off and read that while I'm while I'm saying this, we'll at least have some sort of unifying definition to agree or disagree with. But when we talk about a group of vigilantes, the first thing we question is whether they have a well-calibrated sense of right and wrong. I think all too often that calibration comes down to whether we agree with them or not. And I think John sort of pointed this out. He said, I don't really think of the Proud Boys or the KKK or whatever as vigilantes. He thinks of them as criminals. Now, as it turns out, John, I 100% agree with you. But they don't. They don't consider themselves vigilantes. 
Uh, I mean, they don't consider themselves criminals. My apologies. They can I, can I go ahead and read that definition you called for? Everyone's a hero because... on their own story. Let me, <laughs> Look, let me, just... let me... Let me read Please. this definition that was called for. Uh, I don't actually know where it's from. Uh, I go to, I use Bing, and then I just type in a word, and then it pops up a definition. And so I'm just going to read it because it's usually pretty good. Uh, a member of a self-appointed group of citizens who undertake uh, law enforcement in their community without legal authority, typically because the legal agencies are thought to be inadequate. It's exactly the definition from Google, too. So to, to just put a bow on that, then, um, I, am, I am in favor of, of, of our ability to stand against injustice. Uh, John, I feel certain you and I are, are in lockstep there. Even when that becomes some sort of vigilante justice, now I'm not in favor of an entire society. Uh, that that provides justice on nothing but the basis of of vigilante behavior, because if we all take the law into our own hands, what we don't have is a system of laws. So I'm loudly in favor of vigilanteism, but I agree with Teddy that I don't think that vigilantes are are. Uh, very well calibrated uh, sometimes. And so I think the question that we have to ask ourselves as a society is how do we organize our society and our legal system with a capital S so that we need less vigilante justice? And in the meantime, yeah, we're going to have to have some.